0: I'm going to break your heart with
1: Hi, and welcome back to Movies for Life. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brian Kuiper.
0: And I am your other co-host, Michelle Egan
1: So today we're doing something a bit different than we've done up to this point. Instead of bringing our own movies to the list, we're kind of doing a year in review thing. We're coming up to the one year anniversary of our first episode hey. dropping, at least. We actually recorded for a good month or so before that mm. even came out, so... This is actually probably, when we're recording this, is probably close to when we recorded that first episode.
0: I think so, probably. Yeah. The first one dropped on the 27th of December, so that is our official anniversary, I would say. Yeah, I would but we But we started a long long time before that, and just we talking did. about it beforehand, too.
1: Yeah, so I, it's kind of like, wow, it's been a year.
0: Yeah. It's been a whole it's been year. It's been a good ride, I think. I think so, you
1: know. <laughs> Occasionally a roller coaster. Occasionally. But most of the time it's run pretty smoothly. A hiccup uh, uh,
0: along the way. Yeah.
1: But I, th- we, I think we're okay now. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've moved on. Anyway, I think. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So today we're just going to sort of have a little bit more of a casual episode yeah. to steal another term from Pure Cinema Pod, a hangout we uh we we steal a lot from them but that's okay i don't know it's mind. out of love it is out of love because our forever favorites are pretty, pretty close to a handshake, a handshake. Five, yeah four. but you know hey uh, we're good we gave it a
0: different we name we did that give makes it a different it, that name it's a different right yeah and, it, and, and these
1: are our legitimate favorites too they're not necessarily you know the ones where we say hey I can't remember their, their definition exactly of the handshake five, but it was something different than their than their top five.
0: Movies that kinda like define who you are and who your what your taste yeah. is, I would say. That's how I what I got from what a handshake meant to them.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense. And I think our forever favorites kind of serve that capacity too. When I approach that Mine list do. when I approach making that list, personally it was kind of like, yeah, this is, I need to have a slot for horror comedy. I need to have Mm -hmm. a movie that sort of changed the way I look at movies. I need to have the one that hits me emotionally you know that's sort of how i yeah approach that list so it kind of those five do kind of define me as a film watcher i think
0: should we go through our forever favorites list again maybe sure because mine has changed yours just has. to remind our
1: listeners <laughs> mine has changed in ranking order
0: yeah see both of us had a little bit of a, a little bit of finagling we had to do to our list yeah. and i think now i have it definitively
1: <laughs> fair enough so what was yours? Okay, so mine was Taxi Driver. Then it was my my slot, I guess, of hom- comedy horror. So I picked mm-hmm. Bride of Frankenstein because I had to have a universal monster. And Ghostbusters. And, you know, frankly, some days Ghostbusters is my number one, if I'm being honest.
0: Of all of them or just of that Of just any... Category? It,
1: it's the movie I've seen any the movie? most. Yeah. It's, you know. <laughs> then I'm going to put it in the number three spot... I'm going to put almost
0: famous. (gasps) Number three.
1: Shocking. I know.
0: Whoa. We just did it as number one. I know we did. What are you talking about? We
1: did. But I I made a little finagling after going through these and rewatching. I adore that movie, of course, but uh, I think it's kind of in that number three spot. And then uh, number two was A Nightmare on Elm Street, which I think is probably the most on-brand <laughs> movie, <laughs> movie on the sure. list for me, right? You know, that's sort of sure. my pers- my current picture is me in a Freddy glove uh, on Twitter, right? Mm. And then number one, really switched to this role from our conversation is paul thomas anderson's magnolia
0: it kind of sounded like that's what was happening when we were talking about it
1: yeah it really did is almost famous
0: your favorite or is magnolia your favorite it kind of sounds like magnolia is
1: yeah and if i'm being honest i mean there's probably a little bit of an asterisk on taxi driver too (laughs) because (laughs) i didn't want to talk about goodfellas and casino in the same episode so because honestly watching goodfellas i was like oh man this is the one I enjoy watching. I don't enjoy right. sitting down and watching Taxi Driver. Sure, I <laughs> admire it deeply. It had a huge impact for me as a film watcher. But if I'm going to throw on a Scorsese movie just Goodfellas. for kicks, it's well, going to be Goodfellas for me. For well, me. It's still going
0: to be my pick yeah. <laughs> for me. But yeah, you definitely like Goodfellas more, I would say. Or you admire it more. It's more I in, part of you. I enjoy like watching it. Driver. I certainly enjoy watching
1: yeah. it more. It's I found I find it more rewatchable. Well, sure. You know, whereas Taxi Driver is not fun to rewatch. Taxi Driver is not a fun movie exactly, but I mean, it's one that I get it. You know, I, I've was at a place. I mean, I wasn't going to go out and stalk women and uh, shoot anybody. But I hope not. Where you know, I think there are elements where you have the lonely man thing, and I understood mm-hmm. that deeply at a certain time in my life. Sometimes still do. And so there was, so that is why I chose that one because of its sort of connection and sort of its place in where I started to change as a film watcher is Taxi Driver more so than Goodfellas because that it had just more of an impact on how I started to perceive film, I think. How about yours?
0: Mine has changed a little bit. I don't really like ranking things, but I will do it for this list. Just going up the list. Yeah. Yeah. There are certain things that become more my favorite. So I did kind of uh, rank this one. Um, I would still put Casino number five as my favorite. Still my favorite Scorsese. Uh-huh. I will throw on either co- Casino or Goodfellas, but maybe more Casino because that one's more fun for me to watch. Uh-huh. And then I would put in my my new movies, <laughs> which got added to the list after uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest was taken off. Um, I'm kind of going to do the same thing, because with the horror category, like, I, I have to, I can't pick, yes, Child's Play is my favorite horror movie of all time, but fuck, I love Tremors so much, so I have to put, I have to do a little uh, hey, so double feature there excellent. of Tremors and Child's Play. <laughs> I don't feel
1: like I cheated in that anymore. <laughs> no, so.
0: I, I have to cheat a little bit on that one. Excellent. Even though it's, it's probably more Child's Play. It's the one that's had the most impact, the one I love the most, the one I've, I, Become more most of obsessed with you know, but Tremors is just so good, and it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I put Diabolique mm-hmm. uh, number three, because I fucking love that movie. Uh, Cape Fear's at number two still, and Dirty Dancing number one still. So. It hasn't changed too much, but
1: no, I mean the biggest change I think is the removal of Cuckoo's Nest.
0: I don't mean I still don't know why it was on there to begin with. I was trying to, I guess I was trying to sound cooler than I actually am.
1: Well, I think both of us (laughs) went through a reassessment of that movie because I, when I first saw it, I was blown away with it. As I think most people are, Mm -hmm. and I think there's reason for that because I think it is really a. It is one of the great American films. There's no doubt yes, about. Yes, I love that.
0: the movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it I'm is. Fascinated by it.
1: Yeah, but um, the more I watch it, kind of the less I feel that way for myself personally. Yes, that's been my experience with that movie. Whereas you others have just admire kind of, it. You know,
0: you can admire it for what a good movie it is and like the acting is great and it, it's a great movie, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't do anything for you personally yeah. anymore. Yeah. Totally. You know,
1: it's, it's like the first time I saw The Graduate, I was like, whoa, mind blown. And, you know, I still greatly admire that film, but it doesn't have the same effect on me now that it did when I was young. For me, that's uh speaks to the younger person in me than to me now.
0: And that's what this list is all about. It's mm-hmm. all about your personal connections yeah. to the movie and how it makes you feel and what it yeah, actually what it's taught you about movies, because I would say Diabolique was uh one of the movies that I saw like what were which one did you say like changed the way you looked at movies? <laughs> Magnolia. <laughs> Magnolia, that's Diabolique was kind of like that too. It's like one of those movies that you watch, you're like, oh yeah, this is why I love movies uh-huh. because uh, it's just everything comes together so awesome, and it's, it's a movie that makes you excited about movies and the fun of watching a movie and having a story unfold in front of you and just being so immersed in it. Uh, that's what that's what Diabolique was for me, and it still is. I still am like fascinated and enamored with that movie.
1: You know, one of the things that's interesting about Diabolique is. It kind of must have been at the front of my mind when we talked about it, because uh, soon after that, I wrote a piece about uh, The Devil's Backbone, Guillermo del Toro's mm-hmm. movie. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of Diabolique in this movie. Some of those connections. I think we said in
0: that episode, that would be a great double feature. Yeah. And it turned
1: out that, yeah, it did. <laughs> it did make a good <laughs> double feature. So um, I put those two. Connections together in that piece, and it was kind of—I don't think that would have happened necessarily without these discussions in that in this show. So it's just one of those cool things. I think it's made me a better film viewer. I think it's also made me a better writer. To this show has—I really believe that. Really? So um, how's that? Well, just that watching more movies and watching all kinds of different movies has made me make connections that. I wouldn't have necessarily thought of without the discussions. Yeah, totally. So, and you can see how film history is so intertwined. You can see it's not just a continuum. It's a looking back, and it's a building upon, and it's, um, you know, some some things inspire other things. Some things are directly lifted into other films. <laughs> um, it's interesting, and so having those connections has been. And also just our discussions of just thinking more deeply about things. You know, I've always tried to think deeply about films, but I think our discussions have helped me just get better at that. You know, examine why or why not I... Uh, respond to a movie
0: yeah that was the main thing that i was really excited about just doing the show in the first place because that's how i think about movies a lot is like i really think about like every little thing about the characters and about what's just what's going on and I, i've never had anybody to Talk to you about any of that with, and so this has been kind of a dream come true in a way. And being able to see a movie completely differently, you know, from the other person's perspective, Mm -hmm. I think we both bring things to the discussion that the other person hadn't thought of before, and it just kind of it changes how you look at a movie sometimes, which is really cool and like in a good way or in a bad way, I don't know. Yeah, but (laughs) mostly I think it's been good. We we've liked all mm -hmm. of the movies that we've talked about, so yeah, that's been. Very lucky thing that's happened. Yeah. So
1: far, so good. Uh, for the most part, there's one caveat to that, but maybe we can yes. <laughs> we can talk about that with one of our questions that we have okay. written down. So, but you we have a few questions that we were just yeah. kind of going to go through to help guide our conversation a little bit.
0: Well, first I wanted to ask you, do you just listen, have you listened to the episodes like more than once or do you just listen to it once and then never again? Because I kind of like listening to some of our discussions again, like, narcissistically um, <laughs> like there's I've been the, think there's been some good ones that I kind of I like hearing even though uh-huh. it's my voice and it's like a but do you do that or do you just listen to them once I've and you're only
1: listen so far I've only listened to them once but ah. there are a few <laughs> that I think I could probably go back to and pull some more from uh, okay. I, I but so far I've only listened to them once and if it's an episode that I've edited I don't listen to it <laughs> Because right, I've heard, heard it, it <laughs> a zillion times uh, by the time it actually goes to, into the feed, right? I've heard, but it's
0: different when it's all edited and perfect. It is different than, oh, than when you're actually.
1: Yours might be perfect. Mine, uh, I'm not so sure about.
0: Oh, you're doing great.
1: So anyway, I don't particularly like the sound of my own voice too. <laughs>
0: well, nobody does, right? Okay, well, I think an easy one because I think we both have the same answer for this is what's been your favorite pairing of movies? My
1: favorite pairing. Okay, should we, you know, just count it down, (laughs) say it at the same time?
0: (laughs) Three, two, one. One cut of the dead and singing in the rain. (laughs) Into the (laughs) rain. Yeah.
1: So uh, the singing in the rain, one cut of the dead episode is just sort of like the most insane pairing that we possibly could have come up with and originally it was going to be one cut of the dead and bowfinger
0: oh bowfinger that's right yeah yeah. which
1: is a good double i mean it's you know it kind of makes it's a little bit more logical you know it's sort of this low budget filmmaking pairing uh about a horror film that they're making in both cases but something about Singing in the Rain, it was just like, because I hadn't even, it hadn't even really dawned on me that that was a film about filmmaking for some reason, even though it clearly is, everything well, yeah. about it is that. But I always think, oh, it's a musical, and uh, it's my favorite musical for the record. I think it's the ultimate film musical ever made. I just adore that film. Pairing it with One Cut of the Dead was like, this is insane, <laughs> but why does this work so well? It, it is like the most ideal pairing that i could that could possibly have come about pretty serendipitously because someone mentioned it in on twitter you know what are your favorite films about filmmaking and they said singing in the rain and i just sort of went oh geez yeah
0: yeah when someone said one cut of the dead on that i was like "Oh, i didn't even think about that one yes we're we're totally going to talk about that and then yeah it just sort of randomly happened that you wanted to do singing in the rain and they Totally worked out well together they have the same theme as we said over and over again of like the the agony and the ecstasy of making movies mm-hmm. they both are just like so joyous and happy yeah <laughs> they still just put a smile on my face just thinking about them and thinking about talking about both of them at the same time was really fun because uh-huh. we were like this is so wrong but it's so right yeah. and i love it
1: <laughs> and i gotta say another one that comes pretty close was our uh was it our first films on filmmaking movie, which a uh, discussion, which was uh, Ed, yeah, Shadow Ed Wood the and Vampire. Shadow of the Vampire, yeah, mm-hmm. which is I thought was another one that just kind of sung when you when you put those yes. two movies together, they just
0: like oh yeah, that's perfect. They yeah.
1: spoke to each other without being exactly the same thing. I I kind of loved all of our films on filmmaking episodes. Those are some yeah, of my so that was favorite. Another
0: thing yeah that's another thing i want to talk about just about that that's been our favorite like running theme that we've had mm-hmm. for the show is we've done how many of those four or five
1: yeah so i mean we did the, we started out with four okay so we've done four uh so we've mentioned two of them already the third one then was uh target's And matinee, matinee,
0: and then we did our fun one, which was Meet Witness and Living in Oblivion.
1: Yeah, which you know is a couple of deeper cuts that Mm -hmm. I hope maybe people will seek out because both of those are really terrific movies. (laughs) yeah seems like most movies about filmmaking go into the whole agony and ecstasy of it all. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) but um in some capacity, but it's just it's just fun to look at those together. I like the matinee and targets one because it's a little bit different. It's not so much about making the movies, but about watching them. Mm-hmm. It's about experiencing that community of seeing a film in various ways. And targets, you know, Boris Karloff makes some interesting comments, like where they're all isolated in the drive-in, right? Where this—it's so weird not hearing people's reactions. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's kind of what we've experienced for so long in this pandemic. I mean, you'll you'll have this, hey, we're tweeting along to a movie all at the same time or something like that sometimes. But, you know, I have always kind of defended the theatrical experience. Even when it's shitty, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I guess I've also been fairly lucky in my neck of the woods that most of I haven't had a lot of really terrible theatrical experiences. Audiences are generally uh, respectful people for the most part. I know that's not the case for everyone.
0: Yeah. I haven't really either, but it's always the bad ones that kind of stick out for you. Yeah. (laughs) That make you kind of be like, I don't want to go there and be around other people. Yeah. I just want to be home and watch the movie. (laughs) But
1: honestly, if I'm thinking of the times that I went to the movies, the ones that I remember most are a packed theater, seeing Mm -hmm. Back to the Future when I was a kid, sitting on the hard seats in the front row. And it's like the whole town came out to see that movie at Mm -hmm. this little theater. And then I remember seeing 2001 at the Cinerama.
0: Oh my gosh, Brian, fine. I will watch it eventually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, I love that movie. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite Stanley Kubrick movie. But watching it at home just is not the same. It's just (laughs) not uh, well, how else am I going to see I it? I know. I know. You got to <laughs> you gotta go to a Cinerama and see it. There are only like two left in the world, right? Um, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> um, get right on that. Yeah, get right on that. And uh, there was another one I was going to say. but I, Oh, yeah, me seeing uh, d- the disaster artist with one other guy in the whole room and both of <laughs> us laughing uproariously through the nice. whole thing. You know, that was... Those are some of those things I remember.
0: I remember the ones where I I knew I was with other like-minded people Mm -hmm. about the movie that we were watching, you know? Yeah. Like, I went to special screenings of the Maniac remake. Um, That was, like, one of the first movies that I saw at a convention, Mm -hmm. like, actually with a group of horror fans. That was the first time I've ever been in that environment. So that was awesome. And then I went to um, the special screening of Victor Crowley (laughs) (laughs) when he, uh, when Adam Green was doing his little roadshow with the Uh movie. I saw that in a packed theater with a bunch of horror nerds, too. Like, so those kind of experiences are the best. Yes. Yeah. That kind of makes me love going to the movies.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's one of the things I liked about the Matinee Targets episode.
0: Yeah. Brought back those feelings. Yeah.
1: And, you know, theaters are starting to open up a little bit. And I saw two movies yesterday in the theater. And, you know, the experience was okay. People, <laughs> people piss you off. But it's sure. the way it goes. But I think that whole series has been a lot of fun. And we're still going to do a couple of those. We have a couple of those planned for next year. Um, mm-hmm. But we're kind of leaning into a different, uh, di- yeah. a different one now, which you just heard our last in our last episode, our first remakes episode with the Invisible Man, and I think those are going to be really fun. The ones that we I have think. coming up, that
0: uh, I like doing ones that are totally different from each other. That's what makes yeah. them interesting.
1: Yeah, and those are the ones we're looking for too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not looking for exact. Uh, replicas we're not going to watch psycho and psycho let's put it that way <laughs> no um dear god no <laughs> i mean if you if you make me watch the gus van sant psycho i'm it's over sorry
0: right i would never <laughs> you would never do such a thing to me do you do you know me at all no way <laughs>
1: <laughs> i appreciate that
0: all right so what has been your favorite uh, do you have a favorite uh, Maybe not a favorite. Maybe a couple favorite. Just like a, a discussion about a film. Just ones where you listened to it and was like, yeah, like we really covered everything and um, really got delved deep into it. And just that's a yeah, that's a really good discussion. You know, I've had a couple of those. I think so too. I
1: think for as far as like weightier subjects, I think the Cape mm-hmm. Fear episode I think was really special. It just obviously delving into some things that are challenging. To say the least, but that was an episode that felt important
0: to me. I'm very proud of that one.
1: Yeah. Um, but we also paired it with one of my favorite discussions that I thought was just fun was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, to actually be able to talk about that in a way that I don't know if a lot of people talk about it. So
0: yeah.
1: I even, you know, cut out some of the, <laughs> some things of that conversation you did? That, that were like, Ugh. you know, that I thought were still pretty good, but. Maybe we're just a little repetitive, uh, but it that was uh, both those, I know we recorded those on the same day. We recorded them back to back. Uh, they sound that's a like, long day, <laughs> but they sound like two completely different episodes. And so I think that's why it was important to release them separately. You know, Cape Fear was a very serious and difficult discussion. And then we actually did Nightmare on Elm Street second. And it was just sort of light and funny. <laughs> and I, I I just thought that was kind of magical that that could possibly yeah. happen. So, the same day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah um, I'm obviously pretty proud of Cape Fear episode. And being able to uh, talk about certain things has been very helpful and and good for me and i thank you for having those conversations with me of course that one um and the anatomy of a Murder one too yeah as well but um you know one of my favorite discussions just about the movie itself and just because i love the movie so much was the targets one if you go back and listen to that it's it's really like not to like tune our own horn or whatever but it's actually a really good discussion getting into uh that movie and how important it is and like all the different uh, things that it brings up. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I think we did a good job with that one.
1: Yeah, I I think so too. I'm um, targets is one of those movies that I sought out out at a time when I was uh, just trying to expand my knowledge of things and, I had always been a fan. I'm a classic horror fan, right? So seeing Mm -hmm. Boris Karloff in his last great performance was just like, I got to see this movie. And it was really hard to find at the time. And so I don't even remember how I saw it. But that movie just has so much going for it that I I wish that movie was more widely known. Yeah. Because it is...
0: It's so such important. a
1: prescient and import- important film. Yeah. And we're still talking about, you know, horror isn't... What we see on screen isn't real horror, you know. Look in the yeah. newspaper, that's horror. We still talk about those kinds of things. And it's it's an incredibly effective movie.
0: Yeah.
1: After, it is. you know, more than 50 years now.
0: Well, something you just said too Brings me into a, a next little discussion. Some of these um, questions actually came from our number one fan, JD. Hello, JD. Say hi. Hi, JD. <laughs> one thing he wanted to know was uh, what gets cut? out of the episodes like any discussions or topics that are brought up do any of those get get cut out for time or whatever um when i'm editing which i do most of the editing
1: yes
0: (laughs) um, i don't really cut any of that stuff out Mm -hmm. any major points that either one of us makes none of that Uh, for time no i don't worry about time we're not worried about time obviously yeah (laughs) which is why you get two and a half hour episodes sometimes sorry but, like, if it's important to the discussion, like, yeah, I'm going to leave it in. If it's, if Brian goes off on one of his little tangents. Oh, it's only uh, me. It's only sometimes. me that goes off on the tangents. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes um, I'll leave them in if they're <laughs> good for the discussion. But, no, like, yeah, no major points. It's just a lot of, like, tightening up the conversation.
1: Yeah, it's like mostly it's a lot all of our ums and ahs all of our and vocal tics. Yes. So we'll talk about those a little bit <laughs> later. Of course, the big thing that got cut out was uh our discussion of Thelma and Louise. That yes. is that is the one thing that uh just didn't gel. That, Do want is, to get into that That is significant. I don't really want to get into it. I'm I'm not <laughs> intending to No. Yeah, uh, here, here's the problem. Michelle adores that movie and I understand that I really reacted to it negatively on the last rewatch. And I wasn't really sure why. Um, some of my feelings have changed on that. I've examined why since then. And we could probably have a pretty good discussion about it now, honestly. Really? Um, okay. But it's... At I the, would still like to talk at about the time, it. Well, I mean, honestly, especially post-Invisible Man, because it helped me sort of process some of my feelings about it because a lot of it was in relation to my wife's experience. And I, it was really yeah. hitting me negatively. And she does not like Thelma and Louise at all. She's really bothered by it. Um, I understand. And so I think some of that was rubbing off onto me. And okay, so that is where some of that came from. I wasn't trying to be flippant or disrespectful in that conversation. But it kind of, I think, was happening that way. And so that's the big thing that got cut out is we only talked about a perfect world (laughs) and uh, we, we had a, we had a pretty intense kind of, fight honestly about that movie
0: yeah our first fight yeah.
1: uh, so anyway we that's
0: <laughs> every friendship has to have their first fight <laughs>
1: we gotta run into we it was gonna happen sometime and one of us was gonna not like a movie and unfortunately it was a movie that you adore <laughs> yes uh, and
0: that I was super excited to talk about I and I had all these great points that I was gonna bring up and about I just why I him. liked it yeah. and you just shit on it yeah
1: so and I didn't mean to do it that way I actually intended to go into it with with a uh open mind and i i was clearly more closed off than i intended to be so i'd be willing to give that one another try to be honest uh maybe release it as a bonus sometime (laughs) because i i I
0: would too i really would like to talk about that movie yeah
1: (laughs) it's an important film and i and i understand i i don't know that i love it still but I at least But
0: do you understand why I do? I do.
1: I do. And I and I just want to give that a give that a shot. Even the points I was bringing up thinking back about them. I mean, we deleted that because we didn't really want to have record of our fight. But um I still have mine. Oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you.
0: I can't hear you on it though. I can this is mine. Yeah.
1: So anyway, even the points that I had were just like they were not really what I didn't like about the movie. It was okay. it was something else. And so because uh, I thought about him. It, it's like, well, that's not really true of what I was actually feeling about it. So
0: there was clearly something else yeah. going wrong that uh, just didn't work that day. And mm-hmm. possibly, yeah, if we went back to it, it, it wouldn't happen that way. again. hopefully. <laughs> no,
1: I don't think it would. Honestly, I think I'd be much more. I'm just going to listen. <laughs> Because that was kind of my intention. Yeah, so anyway, whatever negative reaction I had at the time, I think would probably be a little... The edges would be worn off of it by now. Um, Though, you know, it's okay to be passionate about movies and disagree about them. Not
0: not the way we were, though. That was
1: that was bad no that was a bad day (laughs) yeah it it was not the best so anyway so that's the big thing that has been cut out so when
0: i when i have
1: when i edit an episode most of it's just cutting out blank spaces and ums and ahs Mm -hmm. and likes and you knows yeah Yeah. so
0: that's another thing (laughs) that i thought of would be fun discussion if our listeners were to have a drinking game (laughs) <laughs> for all of those little uh, things that we say over and over and over again in the episodes what would they be do you think
1: <laughs> for me it's definitely you know you know
0: <laughs> and all those sorts of things and those kinds of things <laughs> you, yeah. you you say that a lot that that was a new one that came up recently <laughs> it does mine is definitely like I, ah, I hate it now that I've, I've heard it I'm like oh my god I just said it see yeah <laughs> especially on the uh dirty dancing episode i was listening back to that and i just wanted to shoot myself in the face it was horrible (laughs) there's one point there's just one part i think it was where i was discussing going to see the movie i must have said it like 10 15 times it was awful so that's that's definitely my drinking game tick is like
1: we both have things and if you heard the raw versions of these, it would be much <laughs> <Even> worse, <laughs> much worse.
0: Because
1: I say so, um, yeah, so um, a lot. When
0: you're trying to like bridge a thought, I you am. have to like you have it's to like, fill it with something, right? You <laughs> Just
1: need to shut up and let the next thought arrive, right?
0: So. <laughs> Everybody has their thing. It's right. fine. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what's like a son of a bitch? Now I'm gonna like. <laughs> Now I'm going to kick myself in the face (laughs) every time I say it.
1: (laughs) We should just release this episode completely unedited.
0: (laughs) With all the likes and like and and stuff? Like,
1: Yeah, you know, and all that stuff.
0: (laughs) Is there a maybe less popular or one that you haven't thought of recently that um, you want to recommend episode?
1: You know, just looking at our list... I thought of one that I thought was a really good discussion was the Frozen and Rope episode, the single location movies episode. Yeah. Because, you know, Frozen is one of those. It's my favorite Adam Green movie, but I wouldn't count myself as like a super into his movies, you know. Um, So it's there I go again. I'm going to be thinking about all the (laughs) all my tips now. But that movie particularly strikes me as powerful and pairing that with Rope, I thought, I mean, that's a, those are two vastly different movies. You have outside and freezing and compared to inside and warm and sort of rich people and <laughs> uh, having this little <laughs> And it's always fun to me party. to pair up,
0: yeah, it's yeah. always fun to me to pair up an older an older movie with a newer movie. Oh, Yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah, the rope one is really. Good. I love that movie so much. I have a yeah. tattoo of it. So yeah, I love that movie. And and I love Frozen too. That was a good. I would like to go back to that topic again too, because there's so many. I love single location movies. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. So we could we could do so many pairings for that one too. Just as yeah. much with the remakes or the films about filmmaking.
1: No, I just watched a movie the other day that I think would be great to put in that kind of a situation which would the cash on demand the hammer movie oh really yeah okay
0: because
1: it's all pretty much in this one location at this bank so
0: um my favorite for maybe less popular No, not less i don't know that we have any popular episodes we're not like a popular podcast i don't we don't really get a whole lot of feedback anyway from people on our episodes i don't know what y'all really like but one that i really liked was the birth years Um, yeah episode with uh because it was such different movies i mean that was kind of like the main thing that we were setting up with the show was possibly to have two talking about two totally different movies Mm -hmm. in one episode and not necessarily having them have to go together as a pair right i think that was a a good example of that because that was superman and mask could not be more different (laughs) right but they're both movies about heroes but it was a good discussion about both of them Mm -hmm. and I love mask and I actually really liked Superman. I wasn't expecting to, but I did. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I definitely recommend that.
1: Yeah. That's our what third episode. So that one was, yep. and you know, rewatching mask was just kind of like a wonderful thing for me. Cause I hadn't seen it in you know, 20, 30 years. It's that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed either seeing for the first time or re-watching movies I hadn't seen in a long time, whether they're ones that I bring or ones that you bring.
0: I'm saving that one for last. Though. Okay, that's, that's good. <laughs> um, the other one, another question that JD had that I thought was good was, is there a movie that we've already done or a discussion that we've already had that you would want to go back and do again?
1: I'd love to do something wicked hocus pocus with my microphone on.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a major thing. I wish we could go back and do the first 14 episodes again. <laughs> with our, Where with we both actually good have microphones. Good, yeah. Yeah. So I do apologize to our listeners for that. I, there's a big drop off, if you notice, from like the first episode of uh, downloads from like the rest of them it might be because of audio quality i don't know and i apologize for that (laughs) maybe we should have had mics from the beginning but hopefully you stuck with us and we finally did get mics (laughs) but yeah those are some good discussions that maybe people don't want to listen to because of audio quality i know that's a big thing for some people and that sucks yeah Yeah. i know i
1: I also had a problem with I think the Ed Wood episode. Yeah. My, my mic was really bad on, on that one.
0: But nothing really for like discussion wise. Like I think yeah, we're I both know. like really happy with all the discussions that we've had. Like nothing that we've we forgot to say, maybe little points that yeah. we wish we had come back and say, but nothing major. I think they've all been really good discussions on the movies. Yeah, I think so
1: too. It's funny because a lot of times when I guessed on a podcast i'm like oh i forgot to say this or that yeah i have not really felt that way with our own episodes though that i can think of i can't think of Me either a movie where i was just like yeah i missed a bunch of stuff on that the one like thing I said, maybe just the like little one things point that I can think of is from our last episode, the invisible man. I didn't have the right word. You know, I said she went from being a victim to being a survivor. It's like, yeah, she went from being a victim to being a
0: survivor to a survivor. Yeah. She
1: went from being to a victor, you know, victor. I like that. Sure. And so that, that's the one, maybe the one thing that I was like, ah, I, I, I wouldn't mind changing that. All in all, I think I could probably talk about any of these movies again. And right. probably have a completely different discussion. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, School of Rock is just like awesome to talk about.
0: Um, <laughs> just go through every scene yeah. and laugh about it <laughs> yeah. and
1: quote it. Well, watching some of these, it was like, can we do like one of those minute by minute podcasts right. on this movie? Because <laughs> I could do that with Magnolia, I swear. Um, mm-hmm. Though, you know, that movie is really long. So it would take a long time to <laughs> to get through <laughs> That'd be a lot of episodes to get through.
0: That's kind of what I like doing. Even though I love doing the the pairing thing or the, the double feature two movie thing, I, I do like where we've just done one. Me too. Because we did that with Goodfellas,
1: with Ghostbusters, Almost Famous, Dirty Dancing. And technically with Cape Fear and The Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: The Goodfellas one was intentional. I like, um, because we got a a few more like that planned for next year where we're just, it's just a movie that we both love Mm -hmm. that we both really want to talk about, like probably more in depth than if we had another movie to discuss at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a couple of those planned for next year that I am super excited about, but I like, I like doing that. They're almost it's like our show. We can break the rules.
1: They're almost like joint forever favorites. Sure. You know? Yeah. And I think Goodfellas is kind of one of those. I think Ghostbusters mm-hmm. seems to be kind of one of those um, that we, I don't know if it Probably. is for you or not, but um, yeah. But the
0: ones we've got, should we, should we say or should we? We can say, say, we can say them. That's fine. Keep does a secret. Um, Some of the other joint ones that we've got uh, that I'm really excited about mainly is the New Nightmare line. Yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah. I think I, as much as I adore the original and the original is my favorite, the polish and just the wild swing that New Nightmare is and how successful it is, even though it's a crazy Mm -hmm. wild swing. Oh man. I'm really excited to talk about that movie. It's my second favorite Elm Street movie. And it's, you know, just just, you know, shave off, you know, one tenth of a star. And, you know, (laughs) that's about that's about how close close they they are. are. Yeah,
0: Uh, it's kind of my favorite nightmare movie. Mm -hmm. Sorry, not the original. It's the one I've seen the most. It's the I think it's the first one of the series, actually, that I ever saw Uh when I when I think back on it, because it was on TV a lot. Yeah, um, when I was growing up and I'm excited, just I think I think that'll be the episode where we can really just. Gushed about Wes Craven too. We should just I'm, set aside like a good twenty minutes just to be like, <laughs> "I'm always for gushing." We about love you Wes. Wes Craven.
1: I mean, the first Wes Craven movie we talked about was Music of the Heart, <laughs> the heart <laughs> of all things, which is yeah. a movie that I think it's sort of unfairly dismissed. Yep. Uh, in his oeuvre, I'm always really connected with that movie. And I think he was really passionate about that movie. So mm-hmm. I love that he got at least one chance to make a movie like that, you know?
0: Yeah. What are the other ones? Now I can't remember. <laughs> Dr. Sleep.
1: Yes. We're going to do a little bit of a Mike Flanagan yeah, we are. deep dive because <laughs> we're going to do Dr. Sleep. I'm probably going to talk a little about the shining too. Cause I, well, yeah. I how can we not? So, um, and then we're going to talk... Should we tell them? Should we tell them sure. about... The, yeah, we're going to do uh, an episode, maybe two. I don't know. It's it's. We're going to have to see. We may need to split Let's, it apart. see yeah, how long we go. Yeah. We're going to do Midnight Mass. Yeah. Because there's some things in Midnight Mass that I think uh, affected both of us deeply and... It's just, we've just felt like we had to talk about it. So that's going to be happening yeah. uh, fairly early on next year.
0: And it's come up a few times, like within our discussions, but just one of the big differences between us is the religious thing. And I think Midnight Mass is a really good example of, or just, it it's a good opportunity to talk about all those mm-hmm. different, um, differing reactions that we have to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's why I was excited to talk about that and to watch it again. Yay.
1: Yeah, I know. I actually... Because it was so good. I'm going to be starting a rewatch very soon because um, for reasons, I'll leave it at that. It's going to be really interesting to see how that conversation goes. I mean, to see what each of us pulls out of it. Yeah. So,
0: And we got one more Mike Flanagan thing to do. We
1: do. We're going to cover Gerald's game and we're kind of linking that one with uh Dolores Claiborne so it's a little bit of a Stephen King uh slash Mike Flanagan double there because I mean because uh the Stephen King it's the in it's the eclipse I yes. guess duet of stories there I think that'll be really interesting to uh to talk about too interesting well I mean I think it'll be Gerald's game won't be interesting no that's not what I'm <laughs> not I mean.
0: looking forward to that
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean there's there's challenges to both of those discussions. Dolores Claiborne is a movie that I think is kind of underrated in the sort of Stephen King too. adaptation world because it's not really horror. It's uh
0: it's horrific. It's, it's horrific, but really it's horror.
1: something different. I mean it's and again we're talking about those real world horrors. Yes. Like targets. Uh and so I think that makes it honestly, those are some of Stephen King's most powerful books too I haven't read yeah. them in a very long time but because they're There's almost like,
0: like Dolores Claiborne Rose matter is another one Rose
1: matter is connected in a way too yeah it's almost like an honorary eclipse book kind of you know it's uh, a similar theme
0: I I'm so looking forward to you know Gerald's game was said for the longest time to be un- unfilmable
1: I think it was probably because of the way ro- the book is Rose- described
0: yeah, because it's one, it's a girl tied to a bed for the most time, like ha- having you know, flashbacks in her head, yeah. having discussions with other people in her head. And the way that we'll get into this, obviously, when we talk about it, but the way that Mike Flanagan handled that whole thing was just perfect. Matter is another one kind of like that. That seems kind of unfilmable to me, but it could also be a really powerful and effective movie. Yeah. If hell, someone like Mike Flan- Flanagan <laughs> wanted to try Rose Matter, I'd be all for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of the things that's really interesting, I, I, I would have thought after, you know, proving his success with uh, his ability to adapt King, uh, you know, between Dr. Sleep and uh, Gerald's game, And then the successes of Bly Manor and Hill House Mm -hmm. that we would have for sure seen Mike Flanagan's revival. But alas, the stars didn't align for that to be made. And that is just uh, that I loved that book. That's just one of those great missed opportunities, I think. You know, I I don't know if it's because Dr. Sleep was not a box office success when it came out. Boy, has it become (laughs) successful as far as people's opinions of it, though. I have talked to people who are not horror fans, who are diehard Shining people, who are like, Dr. Sleep is really damn good. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people out there that are saying, you know what? I prefer Dr. Sleep to The Shining. And that is... I and you're one of them. I, I, think, <laughs> I would
0: say so. Maybe I think as far as its
1: impact on filmmaking, you know, The Shining is always going to be yeah. sort of the towering example because I, Stanley Cooper. In terms of
0: adaptation, terms of adaptations, and in terms of the story, Doctor Sleep is more successful.
1: I agree to me. It, it, Doctor Sleep is successful as a uh, adaptation of King's book as. An adaptation of the end of his The Shining, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and as a sequel to Kubrick's film. And how Mm -hmm. that works is just, it's magical. It's magical. It but is. we'll talk about that, obviously, more when we talk about the <laughs> movie itself, right? I think we've been wanting to talk about Dr. Sleep for almost since the beginning of the I show. Know. Uh, so we are... Um, I'm
0: holding off on re-watching it, too. Yeah,
1: we're, we're kind of on on that road. you know. I, I just bought the 4K of The Shining, so I'm actually thinking about watching them as I saw them the first time. I watched The Shining at home, and then I went to the theater and saw Dr. Sleep in the same day. So I'm cool. thinking about maybe watching The Shining on the 4K that I just got, and then watching uh, Doctor Sleep right after that. And we'll see if I've got a full day to do that. You know.
0: <laughs> and we're talking about the director's, director's cut. cut. Yeah. Of
1: Doctor Sleep for sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, the director's cut is sort of like the bootleg cut of Almost Famous. It's yep. just the preferred version.
0: Yeah. So we're we are we are Flana fans. We are. So uh, I'm very excited to talk about all of those movies.
1: Oh, me too. Me too. Except for
0: maybe Gerald's Game. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) Gerald's
1: Game is going to be a difficult (laughs) conversation, but I think it's going to be a good one.
0: It's one of the movies kind of like what the show is based on, like movies that have had a big impact on you. Mm -hmm. We've already done one, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. For me, this is another, like probably the biggest one is going to be that discussion. So yeah. Um, So then I think the biggest question I would say, or the biggest two questions, um, what was your favorite first time watch from the other person over the course of the show?
1: For me, it was Tremors. Number hey. one, yes, Tremors was a first-time watch for me, which is insane. This, this is the greatest movie of all time. Do you know what was funny about Tremors? Okay, I've talked, I've spoken of my wife quite a bit by this point. We all know she's not a horror fan. Uh-huh. She comes in while I'm watching Tremors and says, "Oh, you're watching Tremors. We used to watch that all the time. You know, at, like sleepovers when I was a kid." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." I was too busy watching Hellraiser two with my friends. No, just kidding. With <laughs> actually, I'm not. We actually, Aren't you super cool? we actually did watch. <laughs> We did watch a lot of, of uh, franchise horror and uh, like Stephen King adaptations when I, was, mm-hmm. when I was younger. That was sort of our bread and butter, I guess. But, you know, I got to say not far behind that, though, was Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, which I thought was a really, I mean, I'm, I, like I said in the episode, I'm kind of an outsider looking in watching a movie like that. But I thought this is a, just a wonderful film and just so beautifully made. And this is a great, great
0: movie. Great movie. Still underseen and underloved. It is. It is. So good. Mm -hmm. For me, I had a couple, I would say. Um, Gosh, I don't know what to pick. I think American Splendor, like from that same episode. Mm -hmm. um, I loved American Splendor a lot. Just wasn't expecting the kind of movie that it was and how emotional it was. So I love that one. Um, Actually, Indian Summer. I loved that movie i loved that movie so much it's kind of like one of my favorite little comfort movies like to watch you know because uh-huh. it's just it's just good actors yeah. and a good story and a sweet story yeah. the one that's easy to watch yeah. <laughs> doesn't get into like you know super in-depth stuff but it's just makes you feel good it's, it's one of my new feel-good movies i think that's
1: awesome and i gotta say even though i didn't technically watch it for the first time for the show, it was on your recommendation that I saw Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead for the first time. So that one was a lot of fun as well.
0: I would say maybe something that you got me into that's had a big impact recently, especially, was Godzilla.
1: (laughs) You were so skeptical about watching that movie.
0: I was not skeptical. I was just not sure if... Having seen, I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> kind of knowing the reputation of Godzilla, I think you yeah, were, were kind of like seen Is this some of the effects, joke. and I was like,
0: "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "Is this actually going to be good?" And it was. Yeah, that was G Godzilla's super good movie, and then I've recently um, started catching up with a lot more of the sequels. (laughs) What is this era called?
1: The Showa era.
0: Showa era? Okay, I think that's gonna be my favorite (laughs) so far, because I've loved all of these. Just yesterday, I watched uh, Mothra versus Godzilla and Ghidorah, the Three-Headed Monster. Mm -hmm. Loved both of those. And I'm gonna finish up. uh, Brian gifted me a little uh, DVD pack of the the Showa era movies, and I've got three more left, and I'm excited, especially to get to Mechagodzilla, because I've seen him before in... uh, um, the the newer ones. I love the newer movies too. I don't know what my favorite's gonna, my favorite era of Godzilla is gonna be because you know, I I do love all of the newer movies. There's a lot. a lot
1: of fun stuff from most of those different. Yeah, yeah. The
0: era from
1: like 1984 to what is it like 1990 something is fun, and then there's a new then it's sort of restarted again in 2000 <laughs> or um so. And then we have the sort of American versions that have come out, and then Shin Godzilla is something that is—I mean, it's not really connected to anything. It's just.
0: I thought Shin Godzilla was dope, though. Yeah. But I like the little, uh, just especially like the fight scenes and stuff, and the especially the two that I watched yesterday have been like just so fun, just seeing Godzilla and Rodan throw rocks at each other. I mean. Come on. Yeah. And Mothra is so adorable. I think Mothra is my favorite kaiju. Yeah. Aside from Godzilla, all right, of course. Right, right. And then the little tiny the tiny singing people, like, oh my God, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been having a lot of fun with all of the Godzilla movies. So thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like so proud that I'm like I like I am. Every time I now. see that you're watching a
1: Godzilla movie, I'm like, I did that.
0: <laughs> That's because of me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And then, oh, and my Kurosawa And your love, Kurosawa, yes. yeah. So, it was yes. like,
0: that. Yeah. Even though I've seen, like, probably what should be everyone's favorite Seven Samurai now, still gotta say Rashomon has been my favorite, my personal favorite yeah. of his. But I still have a lot more to go. I can't say that quite yet. Oh, but there's so, so many far.
1: good movies. So many good movies.
0: I kind of have slowed down in my Kurosawa watching. I need to pick that back up again when I finish Godzilla.
1: Watch one of his modern ones. Watch uh, High and Low. Or stray okay. dog. Oh, no, not stray dog. Uh, yeah, stray dog or or drunken angel or Akira. That's all in my queue. I could just go on. I could just list them. So all So just all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Akira is probably like the most revered one. But High and Low is just badass. It's so good.
0: Okay, they're all in my queue. I'm going to get to them eventually. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to watch, Brian.
1: I know there is There's a lot of I've stuff heard. to watch. That's that's what they tell me. <sighs>
0: Never ends. Okay. And then what has been your favorite rewatch of all the movies that we've covered, either from your own movies or Uh, the other person's?
1: You know, I have a couple of that I would like to mention, I think. There's a definite number one. Though.
0: I think we both, I think we both have the same number one. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, watching The Verdict and Anatomy of a Murder again, mm-hmm. The Verdict for me, I, I, I think Anatomy of a Murder is brilliant. But The Verdict, I think, just really touched me. I found that movie incredibly moving, and it just, every time I watch a Sidney Lumet movie, it just sort of sparks me wanting to see all his movies. So that, that was one. Dirty Dancing, frankly.
0: Yay! <laughs>
1: my gosh, that movie is just delightful. <laughs> I mean, it just Thank you. <laughs> it just put spread a smile across my face from beginning to end, you know, except when, bad stuff happened but you know what i mean it just made me so it just made me so like yeah i love movies and this is a movie that for movie lovers and it's it's just wonderful and it's hey it's just great i
0: love that i was so worried about that one that you wouldn't like it on R-watch. i was a little Ugh, worried myself so glad you did
1: yeah but i think my number one uh, is magnolia
0: mine too I seriously have fallen in love with that movie. Yeah. I, I said in the episode that I saw it when it first came out, when I was too young, too inexperienced, really, just in life to appreciate it. And so I hadn't, I just kind of dismissed it and hadn't even thought about it since then. Or whenever it was brought up, I was always like, you know, that was just like that weird movie that I saw back then. I'm not going to have anything that I'm going to connect to. But <laughs> rewatching it, I probably watched it, three or four times before we recorded and just I was very very glad that you picked that and that I uh, could watch that again because now it's like one of my favorite movies oh
1: that's so cool um yeah <laughs> that movie I hadn't watched in uh, I don't know 10 years maybe uh-huh and Just to sort of remember everything but experience it like it was for the first time again, Uh, the wise-up scene made me cry uncontrollably, uh, Mm -hmm. which just doesn't happen in movies for me. I just don't... I rarely get that emotional about movies, and it just (laughs) hit me to the core on this rewatch, and so... And, you know, there are things about it I still don't completely understand. We had that little right. exchange about, you know, how how does um, the prophet actually tell him who did it and everything? I don't, I don't you know, and I thought that was a really good little conversation to have. and uh, Cause, That movie, cause, I
0: Because it's like one of my favorite movies now. And I had just put it on and I was like, this was something I didn't get. Yeah. And you didn't give me an answer. But that's I okay. I didn't because that's... I don't really know the answer. Because <laughs> I, I don't think anybody really knows, maybe. Yeah.
1: I mean, who knows, maybe one of those
0: things that doesn't have a real answer. You just have to interpret it mm-hmm. however you can.
1: Maybe PTA knows.
0: He's not gonna tell He's us. He's not probably. gonna tell us.
1: So. Which is I love that about certain filmmakers, you know, like the Cohen brothers and Paul Thomas Anderson. They're like, I'm not gonna talk about my own movie. Or David <laughs> yeah. Lynch too. He's like this. Is, totally. This is just this is your movie now. You you look at it how Which you it think is. it should be interpreted i like that mm-hmm. a lot when a filmmaker which i think
0: that. movies are
1: mm-hmm.
0: once um, it's out of the hands of the filmmaker it's it can be made with their personal in, intentions you know yeah but once it it comes out and people see it people can embrace it their own way
1: yeah i mean there's a lot of truth in that i mean so i've experienced that in different ways over the year as uh, i've mm-hmm. just kind of come to different feelings about it over time because I remember when, back in 1997, the uh, Star Wars trilogy, when it was sort of updated and re-released, I read this article by the film critic here in Tacoma, and he said, George, we don't want you to do this because it's not your movie anymore, it's our movie. And at the time, I was like, he's the filmmaker, he can do whatever he wants, which is true, you know. But at the same time, now I'm kind of like, well... At least give us our movie still, though. Don't mm. take that away, which is, I think, right. part of the problem with the original Star Wars trilogy is sort of the originals have been taken away from us where these special approved editions are all that we have. Whereas someone like Ridley Scott puts out five different versions of Blade Runner, including the ones he hates, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I, I think that is probably the way to do it. Yeah. Steven Spielberg has done the same thing with... Um, Close Encounters
0: Close Encounters Yeah Yeah.
1: He included the version That he does not like In the releases So And E.T. You have the one with the guns Or the one with the walkie-talkies You can choose whichever one So I think that is I think that's the way That it should go With filmmakers Really Mm -hmm. I mean if you're gonna Update your movie At least give us the version we already have experienced. And I think I like that Cameron Crowe's latest version of Almost Famous includes the theatrical cut. Yeah. Whereas that wasn't the case for a while. And so I think having both versions until we get that four and a half hour cut is the way to go. Which I think we both still
0: want that. I definitely want that. (laughs) Definitely want that. (laughs) In terms of rewatches for me, other than Magnolia, honestly, I know we've or mentioning like the same movies over and over again, but Shadow the Vampire. No. Oh. Honestly, that was such a fun rewatch because I remember that movie. I remember having a different kind of feeling about it. I remember it being a lot darker than <laughs> what it actually is. It's actually like super fucking hilarious. It is
1: pretty much a comedy. Yeah. It's yeah. It's so funny.
0: And I just had a very different experience with it rewatching it, which made me love it even more. So definitely that one. Other ones? I don't know. You've introduced me to a lot of a lot of the movies that you've picked have been new watches for me, which has been pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's, which is interesting. I did not expect that to be the case when we set out to do this. I didn't either. So, but it was <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, I hope you like it. <laughs> and I'm nervous, like sitting there going, oh, Shooting my nails down to nubs, going.
0: She gonna like is she Superman? Gonna like Superman.
1: I was really <laughs> nervous about Superman. I'll be honest. Really. I was really nervous about <laughs> Superman.
0: I was too. Yeah. I thought I was gonna think it was Goofy or something. Which no, it kind of is. It, <laughs> it kind of is, but that's why I love
1: it. That's one of the things that's great about it, you know. And that is why I think those movies, especially the first two uh, Superman movies, really work, is because.
0: <laughs> Christopher Reeve
1: is the best Superman there has ever been.
0: I can't say anything, but I, I would agree. I, I, not having seen any of the newer ones.
1: I'm sorry. Christopher Reeve <laughs> is Superman. Nobody else is Superman. There, that's my piece. There. And I know it's totally nostalgia, <laughs> but whatever. I think whatever. honestly, part of me is like, it's just an ad- objective fact that he's the best Superman. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And that Margot Kidder was the best Lois Lane. I mean, it's just, you
0: know. (laughs) They were so cute
1: together. Yeah. That's my opinions. You got that out now? I got it all out.
0: Um, That was all the major questions that I had, unless you had anything else you wanted to bring up. I don't think so. Let's just go through the list again and just remind ourselves what the episodes were. Okay. We talked about most of them.
1: Yeah. Space Camp. And uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash is another one that was a lot of fun to revisit. Because I hadn't seen that in... (laughs) so long and it was just a blast whoopi goldberg in sort of that era where she was still really funny you know and penny marshall just Mm -hmm. you know a wonderful director that didn't get to make a whole ton of movies but the ones she made are such gems you know
0: we're gonna be talking about another one
1: i know we are eventually that one i think is her masterpiece in my opinion so
0: Hey, I love that um, one of our first movies we talked about was a woman directed movie. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Oh, The Third Man and Twelve Anger Men.
1: Yeah. That was a good. It's always nightmare. good to watch those movies, both of them. Right. Always good. Yeah, I, I think we've 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 covered most of uh, our our favorites. I didn't want to leave
0: any out. Oh yeah, another really good discussion. I thought that I was pretty proud of was some like it hot.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and we got a little bit of. Nice feedback on that one, too. Yes, I you was
0: know. very happy. Wanted to do right by that movie, and yeah. hopefully we did. And love talking about and watching, again, The Hitchhiker. Yeah. Still got to see more Ida Lupino movies. Yeah. I got to work on that.
1: And, you know, that one honestly was a little bit of a gamble because I thought I had seen it, but I hadn't uh-huh. seen it. And so <laughs> I put it on. And I was like, oh, this movie, it slaps. It's so good. It just runs. Nah. It's paced like... Incredibly, it's so tautly directed and well acted, and sort of that daylight noir, you know, that you never see, and Mm -hmm. oh, so good. And it's it's in the public domain, so
0: or you can get the Kino set, or or you can get the Kino Kino Blu-ray as I did, yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. or you can just watch it on YouTube, and it's all good.
0: (laughs) Again, with the Anatomy of a Murder episode, though, that was one of those movies. The one thing I've really, really loved about doing the show um, is being able to talk about those movies where um, I've had all this stuff like floating around in my head for like Mm -hmm. 20 years or whatever, you know, and just being able to get it all out. Yeah. in a good discussion. Like you kind of had the same thing you said with Magnolia. Like that's how it was with Anatomy of Murder for me. It's like every time I watch it it's like uh, I really want to like just like argue with someone about this movie. Not argue but like just have that discussion. And
1: Yeah. You know in all honesty now that you mentioned that movie if there's a movie I could go back and talk about again feeling more informed and ready for it. It would be Anatomy of a Murder. Because (laughs) I thought I was ready for that episode. And I think it came off fine. But I felt like I don't know what I'm talking about
0: <laughs> because
1: fine. Uh, honestly I I watched it I took notes but I missed so much that I uh, well that's what I'm talking just, about though like I've, yeah. I've
0: seen it so much and I've thought about it so much yeah. that I had when you were talking ideas. about certain
1: characters and things I was like I don't know who she's talking about it was that bad. I mean, if, if, on my end, you know, where I just felt, <laughs> I just felt really unprepared to really discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: okay. But I
1: think the episode turned out just fine. I, uh, you kind of, because
0: I led the way. <laughs> you, you
1: did lead the way on that one, <laughs> which is great. I, I, I love that. You know, each of us can sort of whatever movie we bring, we can kind of steer that conversation. Mm-hmm. I like that we've sort of landed on doing it that way, but. At the same time, I when I'm talking about what movie that I really love, I feel like I talk too much.
0: <laughs> well, that's kind of the point of the show. Yeah. Getting to talk about something that you love. It
1: all comes from a place of passion, I think, though. Yeah. Just sort of that sheer enjoyment of it. So sometimes I just feel like I dominate the conversation and don't let you talk. And I was like, no,
0: that's not what I want to do. That's not what I want to do. Well, sometimes, yeah, you do kind of steal my points sometimes just because you get it out first. Yeah. But that's good that we agree on certain things that we have the same points that we want to talk Thinking about.
1: Thinking some of the same wavelengths, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. We haven't never really been too disparate in our opinions or our thoughts. We just have different perspectives, which is perfect for what we've been trying to do with the show.
1: Yeah, and we've tried to keep it in a a positive show. I mean, we're not here to shit on anything. We're not going to pick movies that we hate and pick them apart. That's just not...
0: Or pick movies that we think the other person will not respond to. Right. I don't think we would ever do that. I really thought you you liked them on Louise. (laughs) That was just, uh, (laughs)
1: honestly, I think part of that was just a fluke. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, that's the thing about movies. Sometimes it's just the mindset you're in when you watch it.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: And maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind when I watched it. Uh, I don't think that is out of the question. So because I honestly, I maybe I'd watch it today and go, yeah, I love this. This is great. You know, (laughs) I, I would not doubt if that was the case. Because they are just simply, there's so many factors that go into our enjoyment of anything, oh, isn't there? Of course. It's, of course. And it's, yeah. it's sometimes it's just like, I'm too tired to watch this, or I'm stressed out about work, or I have this or that on my mind instead, and it just affects the way you watch a movie, you know? Of course. So. But I go into every one of these, or try to at least, with the Wanting intention like of- it. I want to enjoy this movie, mm-hmm. you know, and that's I thought go
0: into every movie
1: that I watch. Yeah, I, that's we were talking about this off mic a little bit, and it's like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I unfortunately it doesn't always pan out that way, but you know, oh, yeah. But you go in hoping to enjoy the movie. You don't want to go in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate tweet about this movie while I'm watching it. Why? Why? You know, that's not really it our doesn't. style. Why? So
0: well, even the the episode right after the anatomy one we did our forever favorites where we talked about cuckoo's nest right that was still a um, we both uh, it's hard to say that we not that we didn't like the movie but again yeah that it just didn't work for us but we still had a respectful and positive conversation about it mm-hmm. i would say we just you just have to bring up certain things and talk about why it doesn't work and but I- we were still respectful of the movie because it's a good movie I still think it's a great movie. Yeah, not a favorite anymore.
1: Yeah, there, and we talked about in uh, recent uh, in Dirty Dancing, I think the difference between you know a great movie and a favorite movie. Yeah, because there's a difference there, and I think that is a, a, an important distinction to make. So, uh, and frankly, with our connection to Magnolia, Cuckoo's Nest didn't stand a chance. I think. You know. <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> um so.
0: that discussion was kind of like uh yeah this movie is okay can we talk about magnolia yeah now? <laughs> we were both i think just
1: kind of came to the discussion like can we just talk about magnolia the whole time you know yeah, i, I think there was a little bit of that happening and um that's not a disrespect to cuckoo's nest
0: no and then another one uh, we've already mentioned uh school of rock which was just super fun and a joyous movie still um uh, then we had our goodfellas and then we did my major movies yes um i loved watching nightcrawler again and again just like watching a movie for the show it doesn't feel like homework it feels like this is what I really want to do like when you first watch a movie you're just watching it like for the plot and to enjoy it uh-huh. but to be able to like go back and like really look at characters and motivations and, and the plot I love doing that kind of stuff so it was really cool to get into that especially with Nightcrawler um, and then with Broadcast News. Uh-huh. God there was so much to talk about. I think that would be one I would want to go back because I think there's so much more we could get into with that one. Oh yeah
1: and it's both of those movies there's just so much going on <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. um, there are some considerations we try to make for time. You know, we don't want to yeah. talk for three hours about each movie and have a six hour episode. But because we don't want to edit that, but <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> but also we know that is quite a time commitment and we respect that people have given time to listen to our show as it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel bad when we even go over two hours, uh-huh. but I hope people still listen because it's still a good discussion. I'm sorry if it's long, but we just like talking to each other and we like talking about movies. Yeah. Sorry, and you can always That's take pretty a break much what in the it boils middle. down to.
1: You can take a break in the middle. There's two movies <laughs> to talk about, right?
0: And we don't think we've done a good job of. Um, Talking about movies that deal with important and serious issues and topics, but then also having fun yeah, with some of them and not really going in too deep, even though that's what we like to do. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to have fun watching a movie and you love a movie just because it makes you happy. Like School of Rock. But, well, like School of Rock. Yeah. Like don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah. Even though there's there's some stuff that I appreciated about it more watching it as an adult, it's still just like A super fun movie Mm -hmm. that I love. And let's see, we also did Child's Play, Child's Play 2. That was a fun discussion. That was fun. That was fun. You know, like I said, I'm
1: kind of new to the whole Chucky phenomenon, so uh, it's... it's, (laughs) Welcome to the party, pal. I know. (laughs) It's been fun to spend time in that world, you know. (laughs) My son likes them, too, so it's kind of a fun bonding thing there, too, which I like that.
0: Yeah, and I've never gotten... I've been itching to discuss and talk about all the things that I love about Child's Play. Again, another one of those that I've been wanting to talk about for so many years. Mm-hmm. Finally got the opportunity here. And to discuss it with Child's Play 2 is kind of perfect because I loved both of those kind of equally when I was growing up. Yeah. And it also has... Child's Play 2 has, like, my favorite character uh, ever. So... yeah, <laughs> And Kyle.
1: Yeah. I and mean, Child's Play 2, I think, is... <laughs> For me, that movie is just magnificent. I was so blown away by the way Jean Lafia approached that movie. I, I just think it is just that fairy tale, that otherworldly element feeling to it mm. that I just I was completely and and for it to be like eighty minutes. You know, and just <laughs> yep. it, it's remarkable,
0: very impressive. Have you been watching? You started the new Chucky series, I, I have not at all. I, okay, yeah, you think you're going to? Are you interested? <laughs> well,
1: I am interested, I just haven't really been able to figure out where to watch it.
0: So, oh, that's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we both don't have cable. I've had my parents have been recording it for me, so I've had to go over to their house to watch it. But.
1: Yeah, I don't even have that option. So,
0: mm. so we'll uh, have to figure out how you can watch it. Um and then just the recent episodes that we've done we did the Halloween movies which was super fun cuz I loved that was actually another I would say rewatch that um, I really loved with Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yeah. Because like I said, it didn't really do anything for me when I first, I did first see it like just a few years ago. It wasn't that long, but I saw it totally differently this time and just absolutely loved it. So loved the, the relationship, I think, mostly between the the father and the son. Yeah. Um, I always connect. Obviously, that's the kind of thing that I connect with most and in, in movies is always like the relationships and then like the story comes second. Yeah. And that was a, that was one where it was a big, good reaction <laughs> that I had to it, you know,
1: definitely. And, you know, related
0: to that, I hocus pocus was really,
1: it was pretty much my first watch of that movie. And I just you had a blast through it, it last
0: time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was, I mean, I, I don't know if it's necessarily, I have always thought of that movie as being maybe not exactly for me, but I enjoy mm-hmm. it. So, cause I was a little old when it came out <laughs> to, to really have it be, uh, you Sorry. know, making that connection with me. But, um, yeah, it's, it was fun to rewatch and just see those actors have a good time doing what yeah. they're doing.
0: I think that's a big thing with the show too, is like, maybe i don't have the same connection to superman that you do right. because you grew up with it but i i can see it i can appreciate what it's doing and i can appreciate why you have the connection to it that you do that's what's important yeah. not that maybe maybe it's not so much important for me to have the same connection but just to understand why someone else does mm-hmm. i think that's something that's missing from a lot of movie watchers they, they forget that they just want it to be very personal and very selfish it's like you need to understand why other people love this and then maybe that'll help you appreciate it more and not just completely write off a movie you know i see that a lot
1: yeah and having a passionate discussion i i like that you know uh-huh. whether it's if someone's on one side and someone's on the other side it doesn't have to devolve into spiting the other person or something like that right. it doesn't have to do that that's where I think it's been fun to to see something like, like Hocus Pocus that you connect to very deeply and I think is fun and I enjoy. And then right. you as Superman and um, but at the same time, every now and then there's a movie that comes up that's like, My gosh, I love this movie, you know, and I may not have rewatched it or seen it at all unless you had brought it up to me, and I like that yeah. it's it's kind of magical moments, you know it's good it's been it's been the joy of doing this show more than anything uh, has been uh, the development of our friendship and yes. sort of this bonding over movies and ultimately sort of gone past movies to life, you know, not to make too much of oh, a yeah. pun there, but it's true <laughs> you know um where it's spilled over into that Kind of thing, you know, just this mutual love of film that has grown into more and a real true friendship where we come to each other sometimes and talk about things that are not movie related and that have oh. <laughs> that we're experiencing that we just need to talk to someone about, you know. So that's yeah, it's kind of been a been a cool thing to well, kind of. It's definitely been kind of cool, been a cool thing. It's definitely been, been a cool thing. The best Kind of. That's another tick I have. I say kind of a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. We actually, when I think about it, we didn't even really know each other that well, even on Twitter, I think, when you first approached me about it during the show. Like, I knew who you were, and we had some good discussions and talked about movies before. And I was like, oh, Brian, yeah, he's a cool guy. But like, now it's gone so much, yeah, so much deeper than that. And that's been pretty amazing to, yeah, one of the great things to come out of the pandemic is the best friend. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. So, agreed. <laughs> there you go to talk about movies with and to talk about life like we started out um just like every week it was like we need our we need our best friend movie talk therapy time (laughs) we have to do it at least once a week and whenever it's like goes like two weeks where we don't talk to each other it kind of sucks yeah (laughs) like i need my i need my brian time
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think you're the only person that says that okay uh
0: (laughs) oh come
1: on just kidding my wife likes to see me every now and then too so
0: Every once in a while,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, she's 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 okay with it. She's good with it.
0: You're you're nice to have around, I like guess. <laughs> sometimes. All right. All right. That was pretty much it yeah. for uh, the episodes, um, except for our forever favorites. Are you happy with how those turned out? You know, I, I think those, were I all think great those are probably
1: collectively my favorite episodes. Are doing really? the forever favorites? Yeah. And I think. Just each one of those discussions was like this is this is really good stuff. I think uh, I think of all five of those, or it end up being six, seven actually because we split a couple of them. But they and
0: Child's Play is actually a favorite, yeah. and, and Ghostbusters is actually and, and Ghostbusters exactly separately
1: too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's been like eight <laughs> episodes or something. <laughs> but those have been really collectively, I think, really good discussions all around. And I think this next phase of it is going to be yeah. a lot of fun. And that's going to be sort of a single movie gush kind of situation where when mm-hmm. our friends come on, talk about movies that they love. And
0: I know at least one that we're going to do that I'm excited to watch again and to you know find out why it's this person's favorite. It's just the same thing that's happened on the show. It's like, OK, I, 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 I kind of see why you like it, but I really want to hear you talk about it and tell me why. Yeah and to give the other person the opportunity to do that too i think it's going to be cool i don't know about editing an episode with three people in it we'll see how we'll that have goes to figure that out uh, <laughs> i may
1: need to see about my zoom subscription see if i can make that work okay <laughs> um but we'll get it figured out i'm sure
0: yeah we've already got like we said before we already have the calendar all planned out for all of next year because we're crazy like that but yeah. that said it's you know, just flexible just to have, a, just enough. To have a, yeah just to have a layout but we can always yeah. change it up
1: it's flexible enough that we can change things if we if we f- really and feel strongly <laughs> about it and we did already you know by putting yeah. in that whole mac flanagan run we were like we gotta get in midnight mass so that just felt extremely important to talk and about, there's
0: still like g- looking back on it there's still movies where that are not on there yet that i'm really really excited to talk about but that means we have more materials yeah. going into the year after that maybe we can yeah. keep going forever and ever and ever
1: till we're old and gray but it's too late for me yeah
0: i'm already gray what do you i'm about?
1: i'm already bald and my beard is gray so
0: <laughs> but that just means we have lots of good stuff for us and for the listeners coming up soon
1: yeah i'm excited i think people really enjoy it and Hey, uh, speaking of which, do you want to just announce what our next episode is going to be?
0: Oh, yeah. Let's do it.
1: Well, it's going to be favorite Christmas movies. Yay. Uh, So my favorite Christmas movie is, without a doubt, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, 1946. Jimmy Stewart. Honestly, is there more description that's needed of that movie? I think it's (laughs) just kind of everywhere. But I think at the same time, it's a movie that a lot of people know about. But I don't know how many people have still watch it. It it became such a joke. It's always on. It's like, well, it's not really anymore. It doesn't have
0: I I only saw it for the first time last year. Yeah. (laughs) Or within the last two. I can't remember exactly, but it was pretty recently that I, I saw it. And it was totally, it was another one of those where it was very different than what I thought it was going to be, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: It's one that you almost expect, oh, is it going to be homework because it's such (laughs) this revered great movie? It's like, it's really It's just going to be really corny and hokey. No. Yeah, right. Not at all. Exactly. Not at all. It really, it earns what everyone thinks of as that corny ending. It earns it.
0: It does. So I'm excited to watch that again, actually, and to... Again, to get more into it and to really have those discussions about what it's doing. Because it's doing a lot of really um, uh, tough subjects. It really That is. one hits too. Yeah.
1: There's some really challenging things in the movie.
0: Uh, but mine, it kind of does the same thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, is also super, super fun. It, this is my always been my Christmas movie. Um, I have to watch it with my parents every Christmas Eve. Uh, we're talking about um, from Richard Donner, yeah, 1988, Scrooged, <laughs> uh, starring Bill Murray, the effervescent and beautiful Karen Allen, in oh, I gosh. adore, and Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. Robert Mitchum. Robert like, come Mitchum. on! Like this, this movie is amazing. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It also gets into some dark themes.
1: Oh, of course, it's a Scrooge story, so of course it does. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. And you kind of don't expect that, you know, just maybe because of the the cast, but it it really gets into the the whole last part of the movie, I think is going to be like the biggest part of the discussion, maybe the whole last like speech that he gives because it's it's the same thing kind of with It's a Wonderful Life. I used to think that it was like kind of corny and it kind of went on too long. And but now when I watch it, I'm like, (laughs) that's really good. And that like really hits me in the feels. So I'm again, Excited to watch it again, and we're going to be watching it kind of early than i than I usually I know, do. I usually for the year, I, so we're ruining my Christmas watches. I but. have
1: a my rule, you know, is you don't watch Christmas movies or listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. That's my rule. Right. So, uh, and there are reasons for that that we can talk about next time, but, um, but for for me uh i'm willing to break it for for this yes for yeah. this uh for this conversation so
0: me too so that'll be a fun one that'll be in the middle of december yeah. so maybe it won't be that far off from december that we'll be watching him so it'll be it'll be close enough that it'll be okay it'll be yeah you. You, are you feeling okay <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm feeling
1: okay because we're already <laughs> feeling at, okay about that <laughs> we're already at november 12th i mean we're not too far off yeah. from thanksgiving here
0: yeah yeah all right, so that's what we've got coming up next time. Uh, we hope you guys liked this little um, wrap up discussion, just kind of a celebration of of the show too, because this has been, I think, this has been a really good thing for both of us, just having the show uh-huh. and having each other. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's good to look back and and look forward and of all the things that we've done, and we still get to do because I'm I'm very proud of what we've done, and I think that just means we're only going to get better. Yeah, I think
1: so. All right. So. What? No, I, I, I agree.
0: <laughs> I'm going to wrap up this
1: episode. Sure. Uh, Twitter. <laughs>
0: Twitter. Twitter stuff. Right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Michelle in Agan.
1: And you can find me at Brian D. Kuiper. The show is at Movie Life Pod. Um, I'm still dropping a few giveaways as we can of some digital codes, uh, mostly doing that to just sort of gain our Twitter, increase our Twitter following. Uh, <laughs> that seems to be the mode that works best for that. So we're going to go and for And maybe
0: that. they'll listen to the show. Yeah. Now. We're
1: hoping that people maybe. will uh, dive in and give the show a listen. And we think so we ha- we've had a couple more people add some, uh, some reviews. So w- w- thank you for yeah. that as well. Um, not a ton. We'd love to get more. If you do like the show, if you enjoy the show, if you can, give us a rate and review helps us out, especially now that we're kind of hit our hitting our groove here and we're, I think producing a quality yeah. show with good sound. Um, we can,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to. If you start listening to the show, I promise the audio quality gets better yeah. as you go on. Just keep it, keep with us, please. Yeah. So what are we going to do next time, Brian? We will see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Yes, we will. Bye.